Hello and welcome back to another episode of Baby's Got Books, the podcast where we like big books and we cannot lie. I'm Crystal and I'm joined with Jasmine <laughs> and Annie. <laughs> and this week we're reading Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Podcast, 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 Baby Got Books. Yeah, we're reading Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. It's written by Rennie Edo Lodge and she wrote it after she wrote a blog post of the same name and that got a lot of traction. She got a lot of reviews, both good and bad on this, so she decided to expand. And this book delves deeper into her reasoning behind writing the blog post in the first place, and also links racism and race to other factors like class, feminism, what other things are linked to? History, that Black History. It's Black History Month, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one of the reasons we chose to read this book. Also, we all already read this book way back when, and we loved it. Rain. So mm-hmm. we decided it was perfect to read in our Black History Month episodes. Yeah. So she opens the book with the original blog post, which is, I liked it. I liked it, it had like a little, yeah, it was like a little preview, mm-hmm. and then it expanded. But I yeah, the original, yeah. I just Sorry? was going to say, I remember the first time I read it, I read the original blog post and then I was kind of like, well, that kind of said everything I needed to know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yep, that's about I understand. it. <laughs> yeah. But then obviously it delves way deeper, but I was like, yeah, she, yeah. she very much summarised this. It's true. It was good. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's listening who can't be bothered to read the whole book, we can link the blog post somewhere and you can go read that. Yeah. Short, Honestly. snappy, but it says says a lot of what is mentioned in the book so yeah i think the book is good because it like it explains a lot more kind of goes into a lot more like detail gives you evidence yeah whereas like the blog post is just like all right here's the facts if you don't already believe the facts then you're gonna need to read the book to learn why they're right yes yes i agree that's a good summary but yeah I haven't really said what the book is about, but I feel like the title is pretty self-explanatory. But it kind of details her frustrations with having to explain to non-people of colour, like, why racism is still an issue. And, like, just little things about race and racism in her life and in all of our lives to people who either just don't want to believe that it's true or just disagree. So yeah, and obviously after a while that would get frustrating for anyone. So she wrote a blog post about it, and then funnily enough, after she wrote the blog post, that's all she did. Talk about race. Yeah, um, I yeah. do feel for her. I was really like, I understand now. Write a whole book everyone can read where you talk about race, and then do multiple interviews. Yeah, <laughs> with a lot of white her. people. Yeah. <laughs> She really was like, I'm no longer talking to white people. Everyone was like, speak up. Yes. <laughs> Say it louder. <laughs> How can you tell all those white people why you're not talking about race? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> tell them why. Let the people know. I, yeah, yeah, I do feel bad, actually. Because like I read the book and I was like, yeah, I agree. I feel this. Mm-hmm. And I'm done now. <laughs> cool. Yes, exactly. I think we all got to close the book and be like, that's great. But she cool. really cool. has had to tour. And then with everything this summer, everyone kept relinking to this book. And I feel like yeah. she she must just be tired. She has to be. Yeah. A lot of the book was literally just like, I am tired of talking about race. And everybody was like, 
Yes. yes. Say it again. <laughs> Continue. Don't stop. This is your career now. Yep. I feel like she's not that bad with the talking anymore, though. Not bad. No, I feel like she, she was really great during. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, what was it called during Black History Month? Not Black History Month. During the Black Lives Matter thing this summer, her book sold out again, and it was like impossible to buy anywhere. And I remember her tweeting, being like, "Look." I would rather like my book selling out and it's really bittersweet because obviously like I'm making money for it, but like it's very bad circumstances. So like mm. if you can borrow the book from a friend and donate the money, yeah, like it would have That's good. better use. Like, she seems really yeah. sweet. She does. Yeah. It's mm. good vibes. Love it. That's like something that I liked about the book as well. Cause I know she's like saying that she doesn't want to explain, like mm-hmm. talk to white people about race anymore, but she explains everything so well like it puts into words like thoughts and feelings that I have had or have personally mm. but I can't quite voice myself yeah. so I just found like yeah. I agreed with everything and like it just even like I agreed with some stuff that I hadn't even thought of before but like it spoke to me I don't know yeah it's yeah. like a very educational yeah like one of my main takeaways when I first read it was like oh, this is like such a good way of describing this experience or yeah. why mm-hmm. this like microaggression is bad or yeah. like just tiny things where it's like, it feels like it'd be so much effort to explain. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here's a very like quick summary. And it's like, you wouldn't say this to another person or you wouldn't do this to someone yeah. with straight hair. Like just yeah. good examples where you're like, oh, that's exactly like summarized the issue. Yeah. Especially when like the first time the three of us read it was when we had a book club that wasn't a podcast like yeah <laughs> two three years ago um and we as much as we like talk about this kind of stuff now and we've been talking about it on the podcast this month at the time we didn't even really talk about this stuff with each other like it wasn't really mm. a thing we ever spoke about so it was kind of nice at the time reading this book and having everything put into words and being like oh yeah. that's how I've been feeling but haven't been able to like put into my own words yeah mm. it's a fun book I mean, it's it is long. a fun book. It's okay, the fun. thing is, <laughs> fun. I like noticed like when we were having a convo like in the group chat about it the other day as well. But it's not not fun. I mean, it isn't fun. But like, yeah. I found it like quite easy to read because it's just stuff mm. that like I already knew and acknowledged. Like, yes, yeah. racism still exists. But like we yeah. were talking about it, and like our friend was like, "Oh no, it's like quite a hard read." And I was like, "I don't know." Like. Obviously, not everything is great. Yeah, that's that's Mm. what I was thinking. Like, if it's not like part of your everyday life, and it's not something you've ever like properly acknowledged before, then I guess yeah, it's quite a hard read. But I was just like, yes, it's a hard read, I guess. But I know there's like even darker stuff that she could have gone into. Like, for the most part, she explained it, but didn't make too dark of like examples. Yeah. They make two dark examples, yeah, for it. So I like that. I feel Definitely. like I feel like a hard read was Midnight Sun, which took years <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I mean, yes. you're not wrong. To be fair, to be fair, <laughs> this wasn't a hard read. Like it was. Maybe it's like you know you have to engage with it emotionally, and that can be like draining. Yes. Yeah, but I think for me, the main thing I felt from it was like validation and affirmation, and just mm-hmm. like. The sense of like relief that like oh okay I'm not imagining things yeah. you know yeah or oh I'm not being like overly sensitive or like any of that kind of stuff 
I feel yeah, like and just a, kind of yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a lot of black nonfiction that's like you read and it's very much telling you like your life is going to be terrible forever because you're yes. black. <laughs> and then there's this that was like, hey, all those things you've been feeling but you haven't been able to put into words, they're valid because they're based on this history. But it's less being like it's just validating things rather yeah. than being like, and your life will suck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't and feel like, like hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like her last message was like, not even like life will suck. It was just like, it can get better, but we have to do something about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. So like some of the topics that she covers in the book, I guess we're not going to go over everything for the sake of not having a two hour long episode. <laughs> we're tired. But... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But she talks about Black British history, the system, fear of a Black planet, racism, feminism, race and class, loads of stuff like that. It's quite interesting. So I guess we'll just like talk about some of the stuff. Yeah. We can save some stuff because we'll talk about probably like feminism later on when we read Slay in Your Lane. Mm. We've talked about, we've talked a bit about the fear of a Black planet in a weird way with knots and crosses. That's true. Yes, you are correct. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. But I guess we'll start with Have you ever had a conversation that's kind of led you to be like, I don't want to talk to white people about race anymore? (laughs) Mm. Oh, yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a specific example. (laughs) I just remember going to uni and having various conversations at pre-drinks or like literally just chilling in my kitchen with people and then eventually mm. being like, I'm tired. Yeah. I did not yeah, come here like, to do this like, today. Trigger words are like, but I don't think that's racist. I'm like, no. no. Oh my God, yes. I don't want to have a conversation anymore. I'm sorry. I don't even oh not gosh. like you. I'm just, I can't, I yes. can't explain to you why this is just yeah. wrong. I think like the most recent time was um, I like talking to some friends. We were like talking about like oh Black Lives Matter movement, and we were like yes, it's important. And one white guy goes, "But don't all lives matter?" And I was just like, (sighs) "Yes, but but the point is that the Black Lives don't matter, and we're trying to equalize." How Must, many times can you bring out like, the burning times? house example of, mm. before it's just like, okay, you just don't want to understand. So. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I think, okay, I was like, okay, you know what? I think, okay, at first it's like, okay, oh, good. You know, I can explain this is yeah. fine. It's like, okay, I know what I want to say here. But when you go through explaining something to someone and they still go, yeah, but it's just like, no. Please, yeah. I'm so tired. No, no, no. Please, I'm so tired. I can't fight you and your whole nonsense today. I think the most tired I ever feel is when I'm talking to someone that doesn't want to listen. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, I don't. Talking bother. to someone that does want to listen is like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's a nice conversation. But a lot of people simply don't really want to hear what you're saying. And it's yeah. like, true. I don't have it, energy to waste talking to a brick wall. I also find I get tired a lot with, like, not necessarily new people, but people who I haven't been friends with long enough to know like how they're gonna take it if I start explaining things yeah like you know when you're like I've never had to have these conversations with you and I don't know if I'm ready in this situation where I've just come to have a fun time to like Mm. discover how you're gonna react if I have these situations with you like it's just are they gonna be like open to it are they gonna be like why is she lecturing me like Mm. sometimes I'm just not in the mood I've also had situations where I've like been not necessarily a part of the conversation but someone's been talking about 
like one of their other friends who's also black and then like talking about how they like overreacted to a certain situation and I was like they're like I don't think that was an overreaction at all but I'm not gonna get into that today because I don't have the energy to bring that up yeah that's that's so cursed yeah (laughs) sometimes it feels like you've got to be this like person for all all black people and it's just like Mm -hmm. I can't I feel like that's a big part of the frustration as well because mm. it's hard to explain. Oh yeah, I rarely. I don't even have all the answers, and yes, I don't know exactly. how to voice it, so I can't. We're still reading to you. these books to find out the answers yeah. and to find the words. It's like yeah. this um, blogger actress I follow called Michelle Michelle Hopewell. If anyone wants to follow her, she's great. She does a lot of like stuff online with all this, especially recently. But she um, made a point this summer because she gained like a bunch of followers over talking about all this stuff during the Black Lives Matter movement of being like, I just need people to understand that like, I'm not an activist. Like I've had a bunch of shout outs where people have referred to me as an activist and I'm not like, I don't, I'm literally just talking from my own experience. I haven't like gone out there and done the work that activists do. Like I'm not yeah, yeah. here to speak for everyone because I don't have that kind of capacity. And it's true. Like mm-hmm. I feel like what the most, like I'm not talking to white people about race moments I have stem from being like, when I'm the only black person in the room. Cause I'm there like, I cannot right now be a spokesperson yeah. for a whole race. When yeah. like, it's just not, it's just Literally. not the one. Like it's a yeah. lot of effort. It's not what you it signed It feels up for. very heavy. And it just, it kind of raises more attention to the fact that you're different to everybody else in the room. It because does. it's like everyone's staring at you and being like, now talk. <laughs> it's so cool. It kind of creates like a me and them situation for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather not have to, like, I don't know, outline exactly why my life is so different and we simply are not the same Mm -hmm. because it's just so tiring. And it's like, I don't know, my life and the life of other Black people isn't all universal. So I don't want to be like, it's like this, but it's not for everyone. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I'm always, like, yeah, like we're saying, we're not spokespeople for the entire race. Like, it's hard because like when you're the only black person in the room people are like oh yeah so all black people think like this and it's like no no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i think people think differently in like my immediate family like it's mm-hmm. yeah not that easy to summarize everyone and their mom mm-hmm. definitely okay. oh off topic kind of off topic <laughs> It's one thing to be like, I don't like being the spokesperson, but it's a whole other thing when, okay, you just you put your little spokesperson shoes on and then some other people still think that they know better than you. And it's like, yes, I'm literally the only black person here. Why are you like, you're not even going to listen to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The... Anyway. Yeah. There's too many things. Too many things. No, so. that's fair. It's hard. Everybody. And it's hard, like, if you did start to explain, are you too passionate? Are you not passionate enough? Yes. There's mm. always the fear of being, like, the angry black girl. And it's there like, you is. know what? Yes, I am both angry at the world's injustice and black and a girl. But, like, it's just not allowed. I, I still it's support really reclaiming angry black girl and yeah. just, just letting it be. Let us be angry black girls. Sure. <laughs> There's stuff for us to be angry about. Allow That's it. very true, to be fair. We'll see. It is. It's so I hard. Know. I get in that like brain a lot where I'm like, I don't want to conform to a stereotype because that's not going to help my point. But then also by being like, I don't want to conform to a stereotype. I'm like, it seems like 
anti in itself because it's like those stereotypes are only bad things because other people made them bad yeah. things and yeah. it gets in my I get in my head with that kind of stuff a lot definitely mm-hmm. I feel like if I think too hard about like where I fall into stereotypes yes. or how are people going to perceive me it gets mm-hmm. so stressful and I'm just like I simply want to exist yes like micromanage everything that you like mm. do and say yeah, yeah. I think it's something I realized at work. Like, I remember when I was starting work, and all the like diversity and inclusion talks would be like, "We want people to bring their whole selves to work." And at first, I was like, "What does that mean? Like, what do you mean bring my whole self to work?" Mm-hmm. But then, when I really like think about it more, it's kind of like you do find yourself like limiting what you say and yeah. how you act because, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to fall into this piece of a stereotype. But it's just like I'm a multifaceted person, and sometimes I do behave like an angry black girl or sometimes mm-hmm. I do behave like in xyz way but because you're scared to like fall into that you're like just cutting off all those parts of who you yes. are yeah and it's like I don't know man it's a lot of stress I went through a whole personality crisis a while ago where I was like looking back at me and my whole personality and I was like am I a quiet person because I'm a quiet person or am I a quiet person because I spent so long trying not to be like a loud black girl and then like I was you know actually trying to figure out (laughs) which one was correct did you just spark an identity crisis (laughs) I'm so sorry (laughs) oh dear I'm so sorry. I had to do so much soul searching. Have fun on your journey, Christopher. Thank you. I guess we know what's going to be keeping me up tonight. <laughs> also, if any, in case anyone wanted to know what my final result was, I'm just a quiet person. Yeah. <laughs> that was my answer. I like that. I'm happy you came to your conclusion. Thank you. That was interesting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to be like doofing that for the rest of the day. <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. Back Stop to the book, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm quiet during this episode, you know why. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break you so early in the morning. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the book. Yes. <laughs> oh, when deciding, like when picking your battles, like when you're going to have a conversation about race and when not, what do you use? Like, is it just depending on the people, if it's like your close friends or not? Is it depending on like situation, what's being said? Is this person mm. being racist or just do they have faulty views? Like, I think it, what it, affects it greatly differs. Like, if like, say the group of friends we share, someone Mm. like a non-black person were to be like can we talk about this racial issue i'd be happy to like i wouldn't even question it because i'm comfortable Mm. with everyone there yeah i know they have the best intentions at heart like there's nothing that would like yeah i know a there are other black people around that can also contribute so i'm not gonna feel like the odd one out and be Mm. like nobody there's then gonna like even if they don't understand or they like mm-hmm. disagree at first because they don't quite get the point. They're not going to be like rude or ignorant or make me like sigh about it. They're just yeah. going to like be nice and ask more questions and like. But yeah. like other groups of friends, I think it it drastically depends on like how long I've known people. Yeah. Mm. How like you can kind of like whether I can gauge how they're going to react and whether that's going to be like good or bad. Mm-hmm. How serious the conversation is. 
like is it gonna be something that's gonna like make them feel guilty because a lot of the time I won't even delve into that because I'm there like I can't be asked to deal with that right now yeah and hold someone else in my arms whilst they're guilty about my yes (laughs) yes and also like Like, the situation like I remember being at like quite a small house party and everyone being drunk and then someone getting onto like the race topic and me being the only black person there and it was like there were only about like 10 11 of us and I was there like you know what I came here to have a good time I am drunk I am not even gonna try and engage in this conversation I'm just gonna sit here on my phone like this is not Mm -hmm. what I came here for today honestly I feel like I'm basically just like, do I have the energy first of all? Yes, Otherwise I'll be almost. like, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then if I do have the energy, is it worth my time? Because like, again, if people aren't going to listen, that's I'm not going to bother. That's if fair, I yeah. don't know them and I don't know like what they already do know, they already like, what are going to be receptive to, I'm probably just going to be like, uh, kind of just like a salsa to the side of the conversation. And then if it's like, if it's someone that I know but I don't particularly care about them like it's a friend of a friend of a friend who's like Mm. on someone's course that frankly I don't think I'm ever gonna see again I'm like is it worth my personal energy to tire myself out trying to explain something to someone who's low-key just trying to have an argument for the sake of it for funsies who I'm never gonna see again right yeah like if they're not listening, I will get frustrated quickly, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't need to put to myself in that situation because then I'll just yeah. be frustrated for like the rest of the day. Literally, it's yeah, not worth it. it's not About worth it. A couple of years ago, I made an active effort to, especially online, to just not engage with things that I know people aren't going to listen with. Like, yeah. you know, when you see like racists on Twitter, I just won't reply. Like, I'll just move on yeah, with my yeah. life because I'm there. Like, it's just not worth it all that's going to happen is I'm going to reply and then you're going to reply and then I'm going to get really angry and that's not worth my emotional capacity because I know you're not going to change your mind regardless of what I say exactly mm. yeah some people are like so set in their racist views and stuff that you know nothing you could say could help like maybe someone could explain it in a way that they'll understand but I know it's not bad that's not me yeah yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just not yeah like I don't need the weight of the world on my shoulders. Like no, it's not worth it. Yeah. Nah. Nah. How about you, Chris? <sighs> I talk about it mainly like with friends. Mm. And like some friends are friends, but I'm not trying to like start drama with like yeah. my friends' friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather just keep it friendly and move on. I am like also just like I'll talk about it if I know the person I'm talking with is receptive to what I'm saying. I feel like I don't know enough to like properly explain. So I don't start the conversation a lot because it's like, I could say some stuff, but then if you ask me more, I don't know all the answers. I don't have all the facts. I don't know, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I will, don't know how to explain it to you. Like most of the time if I'm talking about race it will be from my own experience because I'm there like yeah. I don't know enough about other experiences. Like yes I research, yeah I look into things but like I don't know enough to have that on me. Like I can't yeah. have that sort of pressure on me. Yeah. Also I'm way more likely to talk about race in a situation if there's other black people in the room. Like I yeah. feel like that's a big factor for me. If I'm there like oh Just you're like, going to talk about it too, that's fine. Yeah. Like we can yeah. we can chat together because then it's like much like these episodes of the podcast have been it's more like Mm -hmm. 
a conversation with other people who understand and then like other people are listening into that rather yeah. than like me trying to explain yeah. to a room full of people why I'm the odd one out in the room. You don't have to be your own opening act, yes. backup dancers, hype man. <laughs> yeah. You have to just, like, support all of your statements with like evidence and literally pieces like, of antidotes because someone else can be there like, yes. Bring out some statistics. <laughs> Honestly. <Yes. laughs> no one has that. Yeah, no. when there's someone else, you know, you can be like, okay, I'm, I don't have to be like, no, this is true. Like, it's not, it's not just me because there's someone mm-hmm. else to say it's not just me. Yes. Yeah. And also like, if I don't have the answer to a question, someone else might or mm-hmm. someone else well, we might be more willing be to like, explain something. Yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. Like I when forget. I'm in a situation by myself, yeah, I wish like, like this book summed up stuff well, but that's mm-hmm. like a whole book. I wish there was like some mm-hmm. reference that I could point people to just to be like, that will explain it for you. And it's like yeah. quick and easy. Go you know what? If you have these many questions, read the book. True. <laughs> true. Honestly. Very true. Yeah. Sometimes I just end the conversation like, mm, you know what? You should read this book. It's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. And it explains things so much better than me, which is, I appreciate this book for. I don't know if people are actually yeah. read it, but it lets me like say, hey, I'm done with this. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be taught, read a book. Yeah. It's very easy. The internet. Read just the blog post if you need to. I don't That's know. true. Yes. Do, do what you got to do. Do what you gotta do. I feel like, especially recently as well, there are so many resources out there if you if you need mm. to read something. If you want to learn like anything, you can so simply many. do it. Yes, there are a lot now. Like back when we were younger, I mean, I guess we were younger, so we weren't really looking for it. But I feel like there weren't a lot of these resources that we have. Oh, they're now. definitely so we're quite lucky. No, yeah. Before the mm. internet, it would be like go learn about race in the library from a mm-hmm. tech. From from where? Also, I feel like because I would you even learn I anything? I did like look out for those sort of things when I was younger. Like, I feel like even then, when you were like in the library looking for sources and stuff, they were all from like literally everything was just about the slave trade. Like there wasn't yes. anything that was like yes. recent race. Like yeah. it's just all like it's literally trade, like Martin Luther King. And it's mm. like okay, it was kind of like they were like, and that's when racism ended. That's so everything's yes, fine say. now. Yep. Like <laughs> history in like primary school would have you believing like okay. racism existed years and years and years ago, and then it just stopped. Yeah. Like the slave trade and stopped, then... and then racism was over, and you're all Gucci now. Don't think Gucci. about it too hard. Racism <laughs> doesn't exist. British textbooks are like, and then British evil ended slavery because we're <laughs> so kind. Literally, like, did you not start it? Yeah. Did you not begin the slavery in the centuries? first place? And didn't you try to keep it going? Real hard. And was it still not? Is it still not very present to this day? Literally, that is the thing, like, I think that was another good thing about this book is that you look in a history book and it's like, British people did nothing wrong, but America, they had a lot of, oh, they had a lot yeah. of arguments yeah. about it. Let's look, at some, let's look at some American civil rights, ooh. And it's like, mm-hmm. did that all happen in England too, which this it book did. highlights, like, that's another thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so hard it's to like, learn about race because you don't hear about it from, like, a modern perspective in this country. Yeah. And it all has you believing things ended, like, before your lifetime. Like, you know, there's all those things with the fact that whenever you see pictures of Martin Luther King, they're all in black and white. And it's like, that actually wasn't that long ago at all. And his kids are, like, still alive. His kids aren't even that old. Like, they're just out here thriving in adulthood. Like... I think I saw something that was like, if Martin Luther King hadn't been <clears throat> shot in the hospital or something, um, he would probably still be alive. And I was like... Oh, he 100% would be. I swear his children, they're really not old at all. Like, 
They're older than us, but I don't think they're that much older than us. Because I saw a tweet from his daughter the other day, and I was like, that's wild to Same! Me. Oh my god! She was like, some guy was like, um, Martin Luther King was peaceful, and she was like, that's a lie. Yes! <laughs> he simply said that peace, unless there's no choice but to mm. use, like, force yeah. or something. Which is a very separate thing. And people are like, Martin Luther King wouldn't want you to riot because I Are you Martin Luther King? He... Why are you speaking for him? First Honestly, of all, I'm sorry. Do you know him? Um, <laughs> did he tell you this? Did he? Yeah, it's just, it's all wild. Martin Luther King would be 91 if he was still alive. He'd very Yeah, he's really... Alive. And yeah, every photo is in black and white. And it's like, he actually wow. wasn't that long ago. It really sorry. wasn't. I feel Mm-mm. like they don't teach black history the way they should as a way of like shirking responsibility and i don't like it yeah like if they distance themselves from it enough Mm -hmm. they can pretend that they were never associated with it and Mm -hmm. hate it hate it people act like oh it's so so long ago it's so in the past but until what was it 2015 there was Mm -hmm. still like money being paid from the government to, to like the slave families owners. of slave owners yeah. Yeah. for the mm-hmm. loss that they had to endure yeah. when they had to set their slaves That's free. so wild to me. Meanwhile, slaves are actually just belongings. They mm-hmm. were worth like nothing. I just You've got insurance for slaves' lives. The compromise for being like, yeah, we're taking away these people you own illegally. Well, it wasn't illegal at the time, but like yeah. we're taking away these people that you decided were objects. So the compromise is going to be that we will pay you for the next yeah. hundreds, hundreds of years. To forget like them, forget their families. For yeah, not not the people. No, no, they got nothing. The lives lost at sea. No, no, no. Yeah. no Absolutely nothing. unhinged content. Mm-hmm. But it's okay, guys, because slavery was so long ago, and British people will <laughs> stop that. <laughs> so stupid. It's actually stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This book covers some Black British history that. I didn't know about before reading the book. I mean, mm. there was some stuff like the slave ports and like Liverpool and stuff that I did know mm. about. But I feel like most of like the black history and black knowledge that I have and have had like so far is because I have people in my family who are very interested in like black culture, black history. They actually like go out of their way to look into it. And like my mom's like vocal about it. She like watches shows, she mm. reads books, museums, talks, all that stuff. So like all of the knowledge I had on black history, I learned from family. Like I never learned yeah. any of it in school. Yeah. Mm. A lot of my black history knowledge was either my granddad telling me stories growing up or like when you had every so often in like especially primary school history you'd have opportunities to like research something for yourself and I'd always kind of research yeah. into black history or I did like one unit in my final year of uni on black philosophical thought and mm-hmm. I learned a lot through that I was like oh there's a lot of history also mm-hmm. reading this yeah. book but like yeah. most of it was just so basically everything I learned about black history was me going out of my way to learn it yeah. like there wasn't really anything yeah. I feel like I never even noticed in primary school just because like because I was yeah. being like exposed to it from home and stuff I never even yeah. noticed until I grew up and I was like wait a second all of this stuff that I know I didn't even learn from school I literally yeah. know the civil rights and that's it I just yeah. think in, like especially primary school growing up with the history you grow up with it's really white but you don't even realize because you're like oh so this is what history is like in England like you don't think about it 
yeah i think it's very easy for like if you only do history in schools to be like oh black people they don't really have much of a part in british history you know mm-hmm. like once slavery ended that was it you never heard never hear from again but like those people didn't leave the country they were here they and did. there was riots about their existence and yeah there were literally like, riots in like the 80s still so yeah. people who were in those riots still alive probably mm-hmm. genuinely and i think it's so interesting that like black history when did i even learn it i genuinely think i remember as a little kid being like not thinking that racism was a thing that affected me yeah. you know yeah and it's like i learned about it from like okay went to the Hornham museum with my mum and my mm. sisters or like talking to some family members but like never in school like yeah. all you get in school is like slavery happened and it was really horrible oh and that's Rose over Parks. now and a rose park sat on the bus at the front of the bus Mm-hmm. genuinely to this day i'm like it's so much easier to name a civil rights activist in america than it is to name a single one in england even though yeah. there's stories about like there was a woman who refused to give up her seat on the bus like a black woman in the mm-hmm. uk and she did it like mm-hmm. months before rosa parks did and it's mm-hmm. like we had those same kind of historical figures we have that same kind of like civil rights activism yeah. we had like british black panthers like all this mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that we could learn about because it's so directly related to like written and we just don't and it's like oh but martin luther king and rosa parks and it's like what about the people that did that in the uk they don't want to talk about them because they'd rather pretend no one ever had to yeah Yeah. i remember i wrote one of my dissertations why i chose to do two dissertations still baffles me (laughs) but i wrote one of my dissertations on race and racism and I remember like doing all the reading and research for it and being like, where has this been? Like, where was this in my life? I don't understand. And then trying to find academic sources, like firstly, finding the information was hard enough, but then trying to find like critiques of it and academic sources was almost impossible because it's like, just, it's not spoken about. Like it's not as yeah. easy to locate. And that's wild. Like why? Well, could find 175 <laughs> books on Henry VIII specifically, but not one book about like a single black activist. Mm-hmm. Why do I know the rhyme about Henry VIII's eight wives or whatever, six wives? Mm, yeah. But I couldn't name like a black civil rights activist. I in did the, the UK. Tudors like four times throughout my right? history life. What was the reason? I did the suffragettes so many times. I couldn't even tell you. And the thing about the suffragettes was like, that is interesting. That's good. Mm -hmm. But like, okay, but what about when black women got the vote? We could have learned about that activism. Mm -hmm. But we we stopped at, and then rich white women got the votes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. What about what happened after that? Mm -hmm. No one talks about that. We don't learn about that. But we will go back to that brick in the window. And then we'll immediately (laughs) skip. World War Three again, or World War Two again? Yeah, ah, oh, the war. I learned about the war so many times. <laughs> Thinking Ins back, and outs. history in school for me was just four things: it was Tudors, war, um, suffragettes, and ancient Egypt, and it was yes. just those four things on a <laughs> yes. cycle. Yep. And the thing is, <laughs> suffragettes, war, and white ancient Egypt. I was yes. going to say everyone <laughs> in the ancient. <laughs> Do you know, okay, it's embarrassing how long I thought Egyptians were white and it was pure. Oh, same, same. No, no, same. For a long time. For a very long time. The amount of time I spent thinking that Jesus was white, that Egyptians were white. It's like my next door, my old next door neighbour 
she was mixed race and she was mm-hmm. half Egyptian and I assumed the Egyptian part was her white side until like for so long simply that because my only like, experience of Egyptians was in school during ancient Egypt where everyone was white in the textbooks. <laughs> it's like that post that's going around where it's like mm, scientists have envisioned what Cleopatra would have looked like and it's a picture of like, Britney Spears. <laughs> Like, are you sure? Uh, <laughs> really, just yeah. erasing any Egyptians or blonde-haired, blue-eyed white people, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. Proven fact. In that country, that's Africa. Yes. In Middle Africa, East. in <laughs> Africa, next to the Middle East, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. School history is so funny. <laughs> When you really think about it, yes, it is. Comedy goals. (laughs) This is really making me think of um, this summer when someone found a description of Beethoven that was like mildly hinting to black features and everyone was like, Beethoven's black and Twitter just (laughs) ran with it. He is black. I know it. I I know that man. (laughs) Twitter just accepted it. Everyone was like, so Beethoven's black now? Cool. He could have been. He really could have been. <laughs> could he have? Listen, <laughs> black people existed in the olden days. And Not that black people didn't exist, but famous, popular black people. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> you know maybe. what, to be honest, maybe racism With was even money. a thing back in the day, and then suddenly it was just introduced, and then it was like, yeah. no, yes. <laughs> The one thing I think about England is that class can always outweigh race. Not always, but in a lot of cases, you have enough money and suddenly you're not black, you're not white, you're just rich. <laughs> and with enough money. To be fair. But he's not British, so that that might be even better. Maybe things were just less racist in other countries. In yes. theory. At some point. Not necessarily that the world wasn't racist, but before everyone started colonizing places, for a while, black people must have just been out there vibing. Yeah, they really must have they just been there. Were. Chilling. Yeah. It's very interesting. I don't even remember where I was hearing about this. I think I was listening to a talk, but there's so much stuff about how, like, the walls in Benin were, like, the longest in the world, longer than, like, in China. And there was, like, before colonization happened, you'd have, like, European countries and African countries with, like, really great trading relationships and they were like having really like civil conversations civil like talks and things like that and it was like the same way european countries kind of interact with each other and they just like respect each other and do trade that kind of happened with you know european countries and african countries but colonialization has ruined all of that forever and it's very like interesting to think about how so much of africa could have developed in the same way that like Europe has developed if it hadn't been for colonialism. That's very annoying and upsetting. Very, very depressing. Yeah. (laughs) You okay there, Crystal? Yeah. (laughs) Haunted. Yes. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) That really do be dark. Uh, Before we move on, I was going to say, I I, I just remembered, in the Noughts and Crosses episode, I feel like I mentioned the petition to introduce more Black history to schools. Oh, yes. But yeah, like a couple of days ago, I received an email that while they're not introducing more Black history to schools, 
they're gonna debate it in the house of commons so no black history but we get to see a bunch of white guys go and here's another reason why we shouldn't have black history yeah Yeah. what do we gain what do we gain from that what do we gain i don't understand why they've done it again i would well to be fair it's because it's like the rule like petition wise i think if it gets a certain amount of signatures even if they don't want to do anything about it they have to debate it like it's the rule that's that's what they have to do i think it should be a debate where they also have to vote something yeah it's going to be a debate where hardly anyone turns up to start with because they get the choice secondly like i just i would understand more if our history curriculum was like filled to the brim with so many different types of white history. But as we've established, you learn the same thing like 10 times. Yeah. There's room to diversify. Mm -hmm. Right. They could easily just do, okay, suffragettes and then a light segue into, and then when black women got the vote and other things like that. If they're really on that thing where it's like, oh, we don't want to force politics onto kids, which to be like, that's so not political to begin with. But if you really are on this like forcing politics thing, like make them like modules in GCSE, let people pick things. Like it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be forced air quotes yeah. forced because literally white history was forced i love how it, it really was but <laughs> yeah. i love how like they bring out the word forced. it's like angry black women it's just like forced mm-hmm. and then suddenly everyone's like scared of it they're like yeah. oh no it's a bad thing like Sorry, how we force kids to do ang- maths and english yeah, I was gonna why say, education the line, is forced uh, onto us in general Honestly, I'm sorry, this one type of education... Why is this one type of education any different that has to be forced? This is, like, right. some people's lives. Literally. This actually happened. You can't just pretend it didn't exist and then act like learning about it mm-hmm. is bad for you. I don't know. I don't They just it. recently started forcing kids to stay in school until 18. Every day yes. they are taking choices away from people and yet they're like, oh, but I don't think people should have to learn about the Black that's yes. where we need to draw the line it's very important that they learn algebra and calculus but mm-hmm. not a, not people oh, not people mm. why what excuse is there for that hate it so much no excuse the excuse is that the system wasn't built for us yep. <laughs> it was built specifically against us mm-hmm. yeah that sounds about right that's that's just it that's that's summary Yep. How are they going to explain that in the House of Commons? (laughs) I would love to see them try. I might actually watch that debate. Oh, I don't know. It's It's going to be like the three non-racist, like, Labour people (laughs) having a conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No one else in the entire place. Literally. Literally. I do. I don't think it's... I don't even think it's going to... Yeah, it's going to be that because, like, a bunch of old white MPs, they're not even going to show up for it, like, to fight against it. They just won't be there. Mm-mm. Like, it's... Yeah. Maybe <sighs> one of them will be there and he'll be like, mm, but actually, it'll be, like, mm-hmm. three non-racist MPs and then one guy that wants to fight for fun. Yes. Yeah. Maybe politics is bad. Yes. You're not but wrong, no. but we have no other choice, do we? Yes. <laughs> there yeah. is no other choice but to politic. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe... The- politics should be better yes. that's the correct answer yes because i hate politics at the moment i'm very disenfranchised with every single political party but um yeah. do i want to go back to a monarchy not not in the slightest <laughs> and this lifetime yeah. what i would like to do is live in new zealand where 
the party that's in power is the one I'd probably vote for. Yeah. Imagine, imagine a world like Can't that. imagine. Cannot <laughs> imagine. Imagine there being like one of the majority parties with why anyways, imagine, imagine just wanting to actually vote for one of the parties that would win honestly yes. like imagine actually wanting, wanting to, to. Not really just, wanting yeah. to voting for the party that is least evil and least racist that seems to be just every election God, yep. literally me and my dad were literally talking about this yesterday we were they're like there's no good option that can win we just vote for the one that we think isn't gonna do the worst job yeah just and like, most of the time that doesn't even work nope doesn't even work. Doesn't even work. Uh, I'm not asking for much. I just You're want right. a party that doesn't actively want to take money away from the poor to give to the rich. Mm. It doesn't feel like I'm asking for much. In and theory, and yeah. in theory, that's what Labour stands for. Hmm. I do not see it. I don't see it either. You know, I really don't. I'll believe but it when theory, I see it. In theory, that's what they're supposed to do believe wholeheartedly that that's what they used to do mm-hmm. once upon a time maybe that doesn't mean i'm gonna vote tory i'm still i'm not there God, no. But... Oh, no. the thing is like but... even when i'm ragging on labor i'm literally like but tory is so much worse yeah. i feel like that is implied Ugh. Ugh, it's fine whatever i don't like either but i understand that one of them i was gonna say is going to but it's not even is going to is actively ruining my life Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. <laughs> God. Not the world sucks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> to be fair, we've spoken about the book. Shall we move on? <laughs> this is all relevant yes. to the book. I'm just looking at timings and whatnot. Yes. What would you like to move on to? Oh, okay. The system. Unless the already. We were how the world isn't built for us but anyways yeah we've done a lot of that we have oh but one thing that i did like is like in this chapter she kind of to give you a clearer picture she like paints a picture of like this young black child moving through life and how like at each stage like in school in uni moving into the workplace trying to rise within the workplace how everything is kind of against them even not even if it's not everything there's always just something limiting how mm. far they can go yeah because of their race stuff like how teachers treat them and they get low predicted grades yeah. or like they apply to universities and it's just hard for them and then they go to work and first of all they have to apply more times because of their name and it's just yeah. these like small roadblocks that all together have such a huge effect and it's like yeah Every time people that. ask, like, oh, why is it that, you know, black kids get suspended more? Why is it that they don't go to as many good universities or get, like, as high degrees? It's, like, the list of reasons why has been laid up since they entered the school system. It has. It's, like, very depressing. Some of this stuff, it like, is. I can't even properly explain. But, like, the extreme case would be, like, how a black person can do something and get, like in trouble with the police for it that yeah. a white person could do and not get like in as much trouble or whatever like that's just mm. like extreme or like how 
a black person and a white person commit the same crime and the black person would get killed and the white person would be yeah. just like taken away or whatever. Yeah. Like there's literally no other explanation apart from because of race. You mm-hmm. can't like ignore <clears throat> it. I don't know. Racism is hard to spot sometimes as it well. It really is. Mm. I am um, on a similar topic, like I remember getting into like Facebook comment beef. It wasn't even beef. I didn't I stopped <laughs> replying eventually. But like with this guy in my final year of uni because I wrote for my uni's paper yeah um and I wrote a piece on race at some point and it got Mm -hmm. published and then some guy who didn't even go to the uni started commenting on it like a black guy being like this is stupid I'm black and I've lived in Bristol all my life I've never like I've never experienced racism. I live a great life. That's a racist like, oh, statue in for your you. city. Yes. What do you mean? Yep. Whoop de doo for and you. And I was like, I responded being like, look, everyone's experience is different, blah, blah, blah. You may not have felt this. I've felt this, blah, blah, blah. And then he tried to be like, yes, but like, look at your life. You go to a great uni, you do this, you do that. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, I, I know for a fact that there are certain privileges I have like I know that like when I look at my life that like I've still managed to get a lot of the things I want in life and maybe my race has like stopped me getting them sooner I don't know but I've still gotten them I think as far as things go I can be considered quite a like I hate the phrase but like air quotes like palatable black like and I think that's like definitely like had an impact on where my life's gone but like yeah just because I haven't been victimized by something I can still see that it's an issue and yeah. I can still bring light to that issue like it and why is he like oh your life is great you go to this uni okay mm-hmm. but was the point yeah. I have a terrible life I hate it mm-hmm. everyone's racist to me it's the worst like no. the point is that you're allowed to have a good life and still want to speak up for other people that have it worse yeah, yeah. like you can have a very good life and still be aware of other people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. care about them and think that even if this isn't an issue that I'm facing, that is an issue I could have faced if yeah. I was born in a different area, yeah. if I had a slightly different life. And mm-hmm. it's like, and even when I get to certain places in life, I'm able to mm-hmm. like stop and look around and be like, okay, but I'm the only black person here. Like, it's- yes. Yeah. yes. Even when I'm in a place, I can be like, okay but there should be other people like me that have made it here and wonder why they haven't and then it makes you feel like a diversity hire and then you're like ah yes yes love that for me or just oh man it's cursed yeah Mm -hmm. it really is i'm sorry you had to go through that i was fine i was fine honestly i am very desensitized when it comes to talking about race most of the time like it really just you, you can't put too much into it, it or else yeah, you're gonna, I, yeah i can't think about it too hard or feel it too hard because then otherwise mm. i'll get upset yeah yeah you don't know it's just it's tiring until it's actively annoying and then i just have to check out yeah yeah Ugh, people i genuinely feel as though it's so much more infuriating when that comes from like a black person yeah it's yes like, honestly what is happening here like why are you like i really he was me? like being like i've never experienced any of this and i was like they're like i really Congrats. just want to be like good for you like I, what do you want me to say here like i'm, I'm glad. So glad i don't want anyone to experience, experience has been good like, genuinely happy for you be like i'm glad that's exactly what i'm trying to achieve for everybody else like mm-hmm. no one should have to experience it 
Yeah. Is that not, mm-hmm. does that not seem ideal to you? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what is it? When um, everybody was, all the newspapers are talking about like Black Lives Matter and the movement, mm-hmm. and they managed to dredge up some Black people out of the woodworks to be like, racism is not an issue, Britain is the best yes. country in the world, mm-hmm. I just don't understand why this movement is happening, and well, I don't know why there's Black people are so angry. Me, I'm not Black, I'm Latino, and <laughs> actually... <laughs> I just don't understand. Like it's a and we're not black blacks. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> Literally what I was thinking of. But like okay, they didn't actually say that, but that's the yes. exact energy I got. It's it was the like exact energy. Like black people for Trump and it's like, no, I'm not black, I'm African American. <laughs> what does that mean? But yes. he's an American, okay. <laughs> I'm not black. I'm American. Yep. Love that. <laughs> is that a race is that a race when Issa Rae said the not black blacks she was so right she, she really was, was so right she really was she was correct mm-hmm. that guy who commented definitely a not black black <laughs> um Rennie Edo Lodge made a comment like in her book well she has a whole chapter on it but like mm. that people are scared of talking about it and acknowledging that racism still exists and trying to improve things because of like a fear of a black planet Oof. which is <laughs> it's an Oof. interesting thing <laughs> it's just like interesting <laughs> because the whole like basis of that is you're scared that minorities will come into power in case they treat you the exact same way you treated them which is you acknowledging that you treated them like crap and you don't want them to treat you like crap the same Mm -hmm. way and it's just like a horrible concept overall literally and it's such a weird little like you're trapping yourself in a corner when you're like oh there's no racism but at the same time oh no what if i got treated the way black people get treated Mm. like how okay but so you're so you know there's an issue so you know that it'd be an issue yeah it's like when when we read knots and crosses and you said you were like scared like of someone reading it and being like see this is why black mm-hmm. people shouldn't be in power yeah how was that your takeaway that's your, that's your takeaway it's like when um people talk about how black people are disadvantaged and there's always people that are like yeah but now you have all these schemes and i can never get anything because i don't have schemes because i'm white Buddy, (laughs) you're not getting things because you're not good. Some of us aren't getting things because we're black. And the schemes stop that from happening. No black person is ever taking anything away from a deserving white person because a tiny little scheme got them through the door that was close to them in the first place. The societal norms and societal rules, that is your scheme. That's your scheme. It's always that, like that 90% are still being hired are white. That is your scheme. Yeah, literally. It's like, okay, so there are 10 people working in this department. Nine people are white people that got it because they're good. And then one person is a non-white person who got it because they're good and part of a scheme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you couldn't get that one place does not mean you were disadvantaged. Why are they like, taking away issues from you? with schemes? Like, yeah. so you're telling me this all-white company held like a little competition and they were like, yeah. we're choosing yeah. the best black. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> the best black can come and work with us. That is what the schemes are, yes. 
for mm. black people you have a one in a hundred shot and you have to be yep. exceptional better yep. than the best yep for the white people you have a nine in a hundred shot yeah. as long 90 in a hundred yes. shot, 100 shot. So. Some sort of, like doing your best yep you're gonna get the job yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that really is how schemes work so they're like i've disadvantaged you just like because you couldn't get the one place that was given to the black person the, did, the you consider, did you consider competing with the hundred <laughs> places that went to the white people? Yeah. Oh, did, mm-hmm. did you? Did you? Did you? <laughs> do you have an issue with them? Yeah. What scheme I do love, you like, want? How do people find it in themselves to argue against diversity in a workplace? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the boldness like- that it takes to be like, you know what? This workplace was all white before. I see they've put in a scheme in place that they have people of color, mm-hmm. but that's wrong. They shouldn't do And like that. people then like it's to put the okay. argument like, oh, but if they were really talented and like smart or whatever, they would have just got the regular places outside of the scheme. And it's like, yes, oh, if the world were equal, the whole point of the scheme. <laughs> yes. The whole point of the scheme is that that wasn't happening, even though it yeah. should have been. And that is what the scheme is trying like, and often yes. failing to fix. If I, like, yeah, I got my foot in the door through the scheme, but you got the foot in the door through your aunt who worked at the company. What is the difference here, please? Genuinely, it would be like, black people get, like, a rope out of the window that they can, like, <laughs> yeah. climb and enter the building. And white people are like, would you like to be on the uh, car when you drive in to the yeah. place? Yep. Or would you like the horse and carriage? Um, don't worry about using your feet. Or it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, steal the castle. Like it's, it's all, it's all a mess. The scheme is they open a window whilst everyone else <laughs> is still walking through the door. Yes, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. they like usher the little black person in through the back door. <laughs> this is your desk. <laughs> <laughs> a mess. A mess. An actual mess. <laughs> okay. Really funny. <laughs> it's, like it's not I'm like now in my head, like funny. picturing some like, fight to the death. Like you have like all the people in the company as like spectators, and you have like the black people going into the <laughs> arena, fighting it out to see who can become an employee, the, the honorable black of the whole company. <laughs> okay, well, she closes off the book with a chapter called there is no justice there's just us which i thought was nice quite a cute name mm. it is cute and but she basically yeah, what sorry. i was gonna be like i mean the sentiment is quite depressing but yeah. it's a cute name it's a cute chap- <laughs> chapter yeah very depressing but like she kind of, it's like a little summary for her whole book and she's like saying despite everything that i've said despite how terrible it is we have to fix it. I know that I said I'm not going to talk to white people about race anymore, but I am because that's like something that I can do to help change things and help fix the system. And she was like, we all should help, even if it's not doing lectures and writing books, even if it's just having one little conversation, even if it's just correcting someone when they say something that is like ignorant. There's little little bits that we can all do. And I thought that was like a cute way to close off the book. It was quite like inspirational. I feel like that's part of the reason why the book overall wasn't like a hard read because she didn't end it like, yeah, the world's terrible. Yeah. It It was never just like the world is terrible. It was just like, the world's not perfect. And these are things that can be improved. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. It was Mm -hmm. good. 
it was good also I thought it was funny like at the end of the book like we're at the end of a little book section now but at the end <laughs> she like brought out a newer edition of the book oh like Marley Blackman anyways no she brought out a newer edition of the book with the chapter called Aftermath which she wrote after the first book was published mm. and she like talks about stuff like that she's mentioned in the in the book and how it's like applied to life since and how the world has just gotten worse and it seems like her book sparked that with like Brexit, with Trump, Trump. with so many things. Yeah, the aftermath really so said, many things. The whole section really said, mm, I thought it was bad before, but little did I know. <laughs> little did you know. Oh, and it's really um, interesting that we're reading it in like 2020 when things have gone so much more downhill as yep, well. Yep, yep. And we've had loads of like Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. stuff this year as well. Things Some just keep escalating since, then, since the book first came there out. There have been crickets, but let's not get into <laughs> that. <laughs> Listen. Some would say this is rock bottom, but we, I believe we're gonna, there's it a section worse. in the next episode, in Thursday's episode, about the aftermath of Black Lives Matter. So we'll get into that then. Yeah. <laughs> That's been the book, crickets. guys. <laughs> actual crickets. Actual crickets. <laughs> yeah. It was so big, and then we moved on. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, people are talking about like end stars now, so at least yeah, it's not something. nothing. Mm-hmm. I say at but least we'll it's not there. nothing. Like that's not a really terrible thing. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's good that they're talking about it and bringing Actually, awareness. Actually, yes, it wasn't crickets. We got the episode fifty-seven of season thirty-three of the Golden Girls taken <laughs> down because oh, they because she had a brown face, face mask on. Yes. That is the that is what black people wanted and deserve. We're gonna have yes. to. It's in the next episode. We're gonna have to talk about outrage stuff because it's like <sighs> I. It was like my least favorite thing of this whole Black Lives Matter movement when it's like they would do something that they knew would cause outrage so that the movement seemed like disingenuous. Like so, people would legitimize think that it. People are being like oversensitive. Yeah, like they removed that episode of the Golden Girls. It's like when. They declared that gingerbread men were going to be called gingerbread people. Yeah, that's what feminists wanted, and it's like I've never met a Who? feminist in my life that who's ever that. said that. No one's ever no said one that. No one thought they were sexist. Like no one you're just doing it because you know it's going to make people upset, and they're going to be like, "Ah, world's gone mad. These people have no serious points because they only care about these stupid things." And it's like, no. Yeah. literally nobody cared nobody saw a woman in a brown face mask on Golden Girls and thought this is racist. She's in blackface. No, no one who legitimately understands what blackface is thought that in their life. God, that's so annoying. Yes, the whole part of this thing is so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay, we need to. I'm sorry. We might quiz have to time. Quiz. Do we time. have time for a quiz? There's not. Oh, shit, where's my questions? There's not too many questions. Oh, we'll do a speedy quiz. <laughs> okay, speedy quiz. Let's go. All right. Quiz lightning round. Let's go. <laughs> Pick the it by the sound sounds. Everybody. It's gonna be boo. Boo for any jazz. Um, mine's gonna be hoo hoo, hoo for jazz. Do you wanna play a game? Which MP did she interview and include the interview in the book? <laughs> D- Boo, Diane Abbott. No. I okay, was also cool. going to single, say Diane. Abbott. I don't have a single other person in my. What's the answer? I'm allowing cheating. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. Sure she actually does mention it at the beginning of the book. Okay. <laughs> or, or you can scroll to the page where there's like some text involved, some not involved. <laughs> oh, yes, that would make sense. I'm going to go by that method. <laughs> does this page exist? There's I love this open. Nick Griffin, the BNP party leader. That was I, my second question. I what do. party was he the leader of? You Two know points what? for any. I do <laughs> actually recall that, yes. Yes. Hey, I had forgotten it. about that. I do recall that, yes. <sighs> <laughs> what year did her original blog post come out? <laughs> First page of the book. Oh, boom! 2014. <laughs> Yeah, three <laughs> I don't have fast fingers. <laughs> Gotta be faster in this speakers. It's on the exact right page <laughs> right now in the Name. preface. I love it. Name two of the three civil rights, American civil rights people that she mentioned in her chapter about history. Is it basic ones? It's basic ones, so you can discuss it. Woohoo! Go. What is it for King of Rosa Parks? Yes. Yes. There we go. I'm on the board, guys. I was like, I'm sure. No. I'm sure it's not. No. No, yes. Yes. It was. It was. Okay. Who originally said slash wrote, there's no justice, there's just us, is an author? Sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Is it Akala? No. Why would she not just put it at the beginning of the chapter? Word thing. It might be at the end of the chapter. Towards the end. Second to last page of the chapter, maybe. I love this. (laughs) Boo! Terry Pratchett. Yes. There we go. (laughs) And he has all of the points. No, Jazz. I got one. I'll give you I'll give you two points for the two people. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I love being on the board. (laughs) What was the name? Of Britain's final slave ship. Brush up on your British Black History, guys. It's Black <laughs> History Month. Wow. Do really better. Ice E. Ice E. Don't shame me. I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> too busy for Black History, Jasmine. I am. Black. No one's too busy <laughs> for Black History. My childhood is Black History. <laughs> I am Black. <laughs> Oh, boo! No. <laughs> the kitty's Amelia. Point for any. I don't even know how many you have, but point I for any. Five. <laughs> Who's <Yeah>. counting? <laughs> when was the Abolition of Slavery Act introduced to Britain? I was just what on that year? page. No. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> What's faster, Google or any speed reading? <laughs> Um, hoo-hoo. Go. 1833. Point for jazz. Yes. It's a comeback. It is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where was it? Final question. Okay. <clears throat> what TV show does Rennie refer to when discussing race and feminism? And I'll give you two points. One for the creator of the show, one for the name of the show. Boo! It was Radio Falls Women's Hour. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting there. 
maybe. No, my my sister did not. Oh wait, maybe. Wait, if no. Jazz gets this. She actually draws. What's the question again? Yeah, repeat the question. TV show again. when she's like first talking about Boot, girls. Yes. Uh, By Lena Dunham. Yes. Yes. I was thinking of the radio show that she went about. So yeah, that was um. I don't. That might have been that chapter actually. I remember which one you're talking about when the she the woman was like talking about how black people are attacking her online yeah. about something, and Renny was like, "Well, oh, actually, yes, have you thought about it like, this way?" And she was like, "How?" And then people started, me? yeah. And then people started attacking Renny, like, oh. <laughs> of course. Yes, that's been the quiz. Any one today? Thank well done. you for having Thanks faster so fingers than me. Thank you. I try. This whole quiz was done through cheating, guys. <laughs> it was so not are there any cheating. actual winners? It was an open book quiz. <laughs> it was an open book quiz that also involved Google. <laughs> <laughs> that's open no. book. We believe some works. <laughs> some work hard. Some work smart. It's not my fault. I work smart. <laughs> you know what? I can't fault that. Three points for ingenuity. <laughs> Thank you, I win. <laughs> or draw. <laughs> I got confused. Oh, you might. Actually, I think I still lose by one point, but it's fine. Uh, no, I think you draw. <laughs> okay, there we go. Anyways, it's fine. Would we recommend this book, guys? Yes. Yeah. Definitely must read. I, Definitely read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I ever want to put racist, my go-to, just read this. Yes. It does it for Honestly. me. Just read it. It's not too long a book. Everything is very clear. If you want to just know about feminism and racism, go to that specific chapter. If you want to learn like a little history. bit about Black history, go yeah. there. I was going to say, on the topic of UK Black history, this is such a solid UK Black history book. If yeah. you just want to, like, the amount of sources she's used, it's yeah. just fantastic. It is yeah. good, because then you can, like, read the chapter, which isn't too long, but then go to all the sources that she used, because she yeah. lists all of her resources at the end of the she book. She does, and she separates there. them by, like, feminism, other yeah. sections. Like, it's she separates really, really them good. by, like, the topic. That's the word I was looking for. It's good in itself, but it's also good as, like, a way to link it to other resources. Yes, it's, like, a great starting resource. I love that. Mm-hmm. And now the narrative. Um... Mine's going to be great starting point. Mine is going to be black. (laughs) (laughs) Black British. No, mine is going to be black is British. Yes. um, Sure. 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 Black is British. (laughs) Don't think about it too hard. I was literally like, Black lives matter. Black history. <laughs> black British history. Mm-hmm. Do you want Black British history or Black is British? I'm going to go with Black British history. I, like I can't black lie. British. I preferred Black is British too. Wow. Okay, guys. I'll go with Black is British. Love it. Good girl. Okay, Mine wow. will be start educating yourself. Woo! Oh, that's a good one. That's cool yes. Did you like that slightly less juggly? knowing of the narrative that actually was sort of <laughs> relatively snappy <laughs> it was great it for, was the great. Most part, for the most yeah. part <laughs> everybody <laughs> tried we all tried yeah. okay. well that's been another episode of baby got books thank you for listening hope you enjoyed the episode 
seem kind of hectic to me but I hope you enjoyed it if you've enjoyed you can follow us on Instagram Twitter and TikTok uh, where we share quizzes pictures memes information <laughs> more cute pictures I don't know polls do we do polls yes, I don't we know. do polls we do a lot of things so go follow us there to see what we're up to our Instagram looks really cute like, I just um, I'm at baby right got now. books pod sorry yes yeah, yeah. at baby got books pod on all of those platforms. <laughs> wow yeah. yeah tell your friends to follow us tell your friends to listen rate us on apple Podcasts, or if you can rate on other podcast platforms do it we don't yes. know about them but do it if you can leave a review if you can we would appreciate it greatly join us not next okay. week thank you join us yeah. on thursday where we'll be talking about growing up in white spaces yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 It it works. <laughs>